Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Gotta hear this. Go ahead. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on KFH. I'm Tommy Castor, along with Malcolm Carter. Jad Chambers producing our thanks to Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joining us here on Sports Daily. If you missed any of that conversation, as always, you can go back and listen to it for free on the Odyssey app. Malcolm, I think a couple of really interesting things from that conversation with Dan, really as it relates to moving forward this weekend, against the Buffalo Bills, and and you asked him about the way that Buffalo uses the tight ends. Both Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid had big days yesterday for Buffalo. And then, of course, Josh Allen on the ground running the football. It's, it's going to present challenges, of course, for Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs' defense, but they're not uh, – they're not – they've, they've played the Bills before. They know how to go and battle that Buffalo offense – what kind of changes do you think will be in place, if any, for Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs defense? Yeah, I think um, they'll try to give Josh Allen a lot of different looks. I think right now, the way that they simplified their offense, he's really going – if that, if his first read is there, he's taking it. Yeah, and I think that's a lot different. I think he's growing out of that, like, I need to make the big play mentality. So I think um, – Chiefs defense will really be looking to take away that first read, whether that's one of the tight ends, whether that's Stephon Diggs or maybe like an out or a slant. They'll try to take that first option away, make Josh hitch a little bit. Um, I think that when you start getting to do that, his feet start dancing a little bit in the pocket. That's where you start to see some of those mistakes happen. So I think priority number one will be to, will be to take away that first read. Yeah, and I know that when we talked about it with Dan about how the Chiefs defense, they they love to blitz. That's one thing that Steve Spagnola does a lot. He blitzes a lot. He blitzes in critical times a lot, too. He's not afraid to do that. Josh Allen, historically, is really good against the blitz, and, and that's really when you know he can use his legs to beat you. So I wonder if we're going to see different packages where – Maybe they they tease a blitz or they simulate a blitz and then drop back into coverage. I don't exactly know what that's going to look like, and I'm sure it'll be situational depending on what happens in the game. But that's the thing about Josh Allen is that for the number of times that people have been critical about him and his turnovers because he is prone to throwing interceptions and that sort of thing, he, he definitely can beat you not only with his arm but with his legs, and that's one thing that, that Allen does probably better than any other quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that that will be – where the Bills will try to make their make their mark on that game. Because I think more often than not, you shorten the game down for the Chiefs and you make those possessions really count. I think with the way the Chiefs' offense is looking right now, that bodes really well for the Bills. So I think that um, you'll probably see James Cook 15 carries. You'll probably see Josh Allen anywhere between, I think, 7 to 10 carries. Um, and I think that they'll they'll try to use that. And I think if they're able to get – you know, five, six yards a pop, and able to move the ball like that, 
I think that'll play right into where I believe the Bills game plan will be looking to go. Um, and then really just giving it back to the Chiefs and seeing if they're able to go. But I think touchdowns will be the name of the game. Whoever can go down there, score in the red zone, I think will ultimately win the game. I'm going to throw a theory out at you right now. And tell me if you think I'm crazy. I, I talked to, We talked about it on the show yesterday. And, and Jacob and I were actually surprisingly on the same page about it. But I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I actually think that the Bills beating the Steelers and Kansas City going to Buffalo this weekend is a better path for Kansas City to make it to the Super Bowl than the other way around. If the Steelers had won and then Houston comes to Arrowhead. And the reason I say that is because, yeah, you go to Buffalo and the Bills are an extremely talented football team. But I think that Houston has an opportunity to beat Baltimore in Baltimore this weekend. If that happens, then you've got the AFC Championship game right back at Arrowhead with the Chiefs and the Texans next weekend. Is that a crazy thought? I mean, do you think that it's better to have that home game? It's not happening now, but would have had that home game against Houston this weekend as opposed to going to Buffalo and then back to Kansas City potentially for an AFC championship game. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think it's any secret the Chiefs play better at home. I think they do have a true home field advantage when it comes to not only crowd noise, but the elements as well. Um, So I don't think that that's necessarily a crazy theory. Um, I think when you're in the locker room, I don't think you care who you play, where you go. You just you want to get to that next phase. But I think when you're looking at it from that perspective, the way the Texans are looking right now, I would I would almost want to take that extra week of film, see what they got going on because the way they looked, when the way CJ Strauss looking right now, they're they are truly a problem. Um, so I think having a familiar foe um, in this game plan, this game I think leads a little bit more into how the Chiefs want to play right now. So I don't. I actually don't think that's a crazy theory. Actually, now that you mentioned it, it does it does have some some validity to it. Uh, I'm sure that you and Jacob discussed it in hour number one when it was the two of you. Uh, I'm sure you're feeling pretty good about the way the NFC is lining out for the Lions right now. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, I will say I wanted that rematch in Dallas. I think we were going to go out there and we were going to dominate, but Packers took care of business. Um, so I'm not uh, not too concerned there. But I mean, bring the Bucks on. We already played them once this year. Pretty much our entire team was hurt that game. We didn't have Gibbs. Uh, Montgomery was out. We just had we had injuries across the field. And now we're actually getting some guys back for this game. James Houston, he, he's got off IR. I think he'll be back this week. So, I mean, it looks it looks beautiful to me. I'm personally I'm not scared about going out to uh, San Francisco and playing the NFC Championship out there. Uh, but deep down, I really did want that rematch with Dallas. Man, <laughs> I wanted to go down there. Oh, just just get that rematch, man. That would have meant everything. But I'll take another home game in Detroit. Ford Field's going to be rocking. Those ticket prices are ridiculous again. So I'm, I'm definitely happy, and I'll, I'll take Baker Mayfield for sure. Hey, I'm glad that we had a, a really competitive game between the Lions and the Rams. That was the only one out of the six games. It was a really, in my mind, kind of a disappointing weekend as far as the quality of the games. I just felt like, and I know the elements played into some of that, um, but just blowouts. Left and right, except for the Lions and the Rams. So I'm glad we had that. Hopefully we'll have more competitive games this weekend. Who's a more disappointing team to you, the Cowboys or the Eagles, after their first-round exits? I think, I think you got to say the Cowboys. I think the Eagles, um, they have some glaring holes, especially on the back end, but even on the offensive side of the ball that I think – I didn't think they were going to be able to overcome anyway. Um, but I think with Dallas, man, for starters – I. Feel like they got out. They were out coached from 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 the jump. The even from them taking the the opening drive down for it for seven. 
I just don't think that they were prepared or schematically ready for that type of game. Um, because I was saying in the first hour, they were able to do essentially anything they wanted to do. If that was run the ball with Aaron Jones and make it a second and manageable, if it was, you know, throw it to the pylons, if it was throwing it in across the middle, they were able to do essentially anything that they wanted to do. So I was a little taken back at one. I don't even – did they sack Jordan Love? Like, did they get – I don't feel like they got to him at all. I don't think they even touched him, man. I don't think he ever touched the ground. So – I was really, I will say, more disappointed in Dallas. One, not being able to create pressure. I think that was something Detroit was able to do in some of our matchups with Green Bay. We were able to get home. Um, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, that their game plan couldn't have went even more worse than how that game started. C.D. Lamb and Dak were not on the same page. Dak looked a, like, like a deer in the headlights a little bit out there. Yeah. So I would say I'm a little more disappointed in how they came out. And they were at home. And they won the NFC East. So... I don't know. I feel like, and I get what you're saying. I, I feel like what's even more disappointing are the Philadelphia Eagles. And the reason for that, I mean, you're, you're coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. They were so strong until about the last month and a half or so. And it, to me, looks like Nick Sirianni has lost the team. I mean, you watched them last night. They had no interest in being in that game. They had no interest in tackling. And I know that the Cowboys fell behind big against the Packers. I never really felt like, even though the Cowboys had uh, you, the, the Cowboys had gotten down big, I never felt like they had lost their fight, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they got it to within a couple of touchdowns late in the game. I never really felt like they had given up. And we haven't heard a whole lot about Mike McCarthy losing the locker room. I think that he'll probably be out of a job. But I feel like Nick Sirianni lost that team last night. And they just didn't have any uh, interest in, in playing in that game, I felt like. Yeah, it looked like they, they limped into that matchup a little bit. Maybe that's why I, I would say I wasn't too surprised. Um, I think if you if you factor in those that last month of football, they didn't look like a playoff team. Yeah. So going into it, I think Tampa Bay had everything to play for. They had no expectations. They're playing the former NFC champ from last year so. I mean, I think they just went out there and executed their game plan. I think they were the better team um, going into that game, and it showed, I think, at every level. Offensive line, defensive line, they were, I mean, they were, the, the Bucks' defensive line was creating pressure. They were wrecking havoc. Line, linebackers were playing well. They were flying to the ball. So I just don't think, the, I think the Eagles just kind of limped into the playoffs, man. They, they started off the year hot. I don't think if they started off the year, I don't even know if they would even made the playoffs. Yeah, and now we're uh, keeping our eyes on whether or not Mike McCarthy and or Nick Sirianni are out of a job, and then if either one of them or both of them potentially are, who would be on the short list you know, to replace them? I think that there are a couple of big names out there. So we got to keep our eyes on all of that, but of course the divisional rounds 
our set, the game that we care most about, well, us except for Malcolm <laughs> uh, with the Lions, but our divisional game, Kansas City, of course, they play the primetime game on Sunday night, the final game in the divisional round. Let's step aside for a timeout, and uh, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about K-State basketball uh, and their game tonight against Baylor. We'll do that on the other side. Jad Chambers producing the program. The KFH Hotline is open at 869-1240. Sports Daily coming right back.